1: Ten years ago, the first Clapper Vision hit radios across Southern California. So you ready for a Clapper Clapper Vision? And here's Saturday Mornings would never be the same. Yes, Doc, I love your show. Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Welcome to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Robert Clapper, presented by Cedar Sinai on 710 ESPN. The home of Clapper Vision. And this morning, celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Weekend Warrior Show on 710 ESPN. Happy anniversary, Doc. 10-year anniversary (laughs) of the Weekend
0: Warrior Show. Wishing Dr. Clapper a happy 10th anniversary with us. Wishing Dr. Clapper a happy 10th anniversary 10th anniversary with us on 710 ESPN. Clap, clap, Clapper Vision. What's wrong with my knee, Doc? The Weekend Warrior Show celebrating 10 years, bringing his Clapper Vision to L.A. Happy anniversary, Doc.
2: Happy anniversary, Doc. Wishing Dr. Clapper, my man, a happy 10th anniversary with us on 710 ESPN. It's been a decade, Doc. A decade? Wow. The Weekend Warrior Show celebrating 10 years, bringing his Clapper Vision to L.A., Happy Anniversary, Doc. Take it away. Here's Dr. Clapper.
3: Wow, that's incredible. Oh, good morning, Morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai. I'm actually calling through the phone today because we're having technical difficulties. What else is new? But listen, 10 years. I was in surgery yesterday for 10 hours straight. God, started at 6 in the morning and just went all day. I'm tired, but you know what? I cannot wait to get up every Saturday morning to be with you, the Loyal Weekend Warrior listener. And we have a really special show. Paulette has helped put together and my guest at 815 calling in is the man who started it all Mike Thompson he was the program director 10 years ago who said you you're an orthopedic surgeon you should have a radio show because you have a gift you have a talent and I've been in radio for 30 years and you can do it I didn't think I could He teamed me up with the great coach, Dave Miller, and we started. I said to him, do I have to talk about sports? No, I just want you to talk about what you love. I said, well, I love art. I love sports, and I love surgery. He said, then that's what you should talk about. It made me think all week. Where do we see the ability to be able to cross over where you see the same patterns in life. In my case, an orthopedic surgeon with the talent to be able to be on the radio. Where in the past did we see a visionary like Mike Thompson who could take someone like me and mold me into someone on the radio? Where in art? Where in sports? Where in surgery? Well, the man who started Wide World of Sports for ABC The man who created Monday Night Football, who then was asked to revamp the entire news division of ABC going easily from sports broadcasting to news. He created Nightline with Ted Koppel. He created 2020. His name was Rune Arledge. That gift that Mike Thompson has to be able to see patterns and similarities so you can cross over. Well, Rune Arledge did it as well. And wait till you hear the story of how Rune Arledge got started. And we're gonna hear from Frank Gifford, who was one of his broadcasters for Monday Night Football, and Sam Donaldson who worked for him in ABC News. What was it about Rune Arledge that was that similarity? Certainly it's the gift of storytelling. What about an art? Where do we see someone who recognizes patterns that can cross over from one field to another? Well, nobody did it better than Barry Gordy, who started Motown Records. Where do you hear his story? He started working in Detroit for General Motors on the assembly line, building cars. He loved music, Barry Gordy did. He's 91 years old. He's still alive. And you're going to hear him tell the story of one day he observed at the front of the factory, all the raw materials showed up, the rubber, the chrome, the metal. They built the chassis. And with the help of the assembly line workers, exiting the factory was a fully finished car. And he said to himself, I'm going to make the music business like the car business, the pattern is the same. I'm gonna take that singer with raw talent, that Diana Ross, and I'm gonna give her a haircut. I'm gonna get her clothes to wear. I'm gonna teach her how to dance. And I'm gonna create a highly finished car, a highly finished singer at the end. That's why Motown was a factory Making hit songs because he modeled it after what he saw working on the assembly line. Ingenious. Clapper vision? Well, I want to talk about so many things, but I particularly want to talk about what happens when we deal with fractures and the whole concept of putting a rod down your femur, down your tibia where did that technology come from? Believe it or not, it came from world war II, And I got to tell you, the connection there is the reason I'm on the radio to begin with. Yes. It's due to Mike Thompson. who's going to be calling in at eight 15, but I got to tell you, it all goes back to my father. My father loved the radio. And just like Howard Stern says, his father, Listened to the radio so intently, almost to the point of not listening to him as a son. His father couldn't hear him when he spoke. He was more interested in what came out of the radio. And Howard Stern said, Well, then I'm going to be on the radio so my father could hear me. On some levels, my father loved the radio, he loved the helicopter pilot giving a traffic report from far Rockaway into Manhattan. My father no longer commuted to Manhattan, but he still listened. And he would tell you to shush when the traffic report would be on flying Fred Feldman was his favorite. And he would always say the traffic's backed up to the Elmhurst gas tanks. It was a real treat for me to drive past the Elmhurst gas tanks because I heard about them so much. My father loved the radio, and to some extent, I'm on the radio with you each and every Saturday because it makes me think of my time in the car with my father. I've been offered many opportunities. I did a 17-week TV show on Fox Sports with Jay Glazer. Had a great time. TV is really fun, but for me, it's the radio. I love the radio because it reminds me of time with my dad. And so I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into today's show. We'll get into the clap visions, The phones will be open. So many great guests in the past that Steve's collected and we'll hear from some of the great guests over these last 10 years. And I ain't going anywhere. Thanks to Tim McCarthy, Amanda Brown, I hope to continue. And with Cedars backing people like Brian Croft and Gordon Kalodney. I hope we do another 10 years. But let's get into the whole idea of being able to be an orthopedic surgeon on the radio. Who did it before in the world of sports? It was Rune Arledge when he brought the NFL, but really he started with the AFL, to television. I want you to hear his story. Let's go to number one. In
4: 1959, Pete Rosell's league gained some unexpected competition. A group of businessmen eager to get into the pro game decided to create a new professional entity, the American Football League. The AFL owners recognized there were new cities and television markets eager to embrace pro football. And the man who would bring that game to those TV sets was a creative young ABC sports producer named Rune Arledge.
3: Now you're going to hear him speak. Hear for yourself
4: what he
5: sounded like, what a visionary sounds like, number two. We were able with the AFL because it was brand new and they were willing to almost let us do anything uh to to do some things that we probably couldn't have done uh if we had had the nfl at that time and so we were trying to get inside the game and and have people at home have the real experience what it was like to be on the field and and how hard these guys hit each other and how fast they were and all the rest of it
3: he brought the game to the people brought microphones onto the field brought amplifiers so you can hear what was happening as though you were in the game itself. Nobody ever did that before. Number three.
4: AFL coverage went against the wind and against some standards of existing sports programming. In the early 60s, the NFL didn't broadcast any games in the city when teams played at home, and the upstart league took advantage. The NFL
5: made a major mistake when they were blacking out the home games, the Giants, the Eagles, the Lions, uh, the Redskins, and leaving Sunday afternoons open sometimes late in the afternoon. But it was Rune
3: Arledge who did what Mike Thompson did with me. I'm an orthopedic surgeon. I'm trained to operate on you and take care of your musculoskeletal system. But Mike Thompson said, no, you have a gift, clapper revision, you can explain things. Well, when it came time for Rune Arledge, who now brought football to ABC, now he's going to do something even more special. He's going to bring football in primetime, Monday night football. Who is he going to put in the booth? He's going to put a lawyer. Howard Cosell was a lawyer, not a broadcaster. But he had a gift and made that show so popular.
4: Number six. And at that time, I think CBS on Monday night had I Love Lucy and, and maybe Gunsmoke or whatever. But CBS was clearly number one, the number one network, and uh, it was pretty, pretty tough time to make a change. NBC also passed, but ultimately third-place ABC was more receptive. Still, network sports chief Rune Arledge knew the primetime audience demanded entertainment as well as spectacle. So his first hire was a controversial ex-lawyer named Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell
5: was neither a play-by-play announcer, nor was he an expert commentator in the sense of, of being a former football player. And so, in order to have him, I had to have three announcers instead of two. And there'd never been three announcers before. And everybody said, you're out of your mind and they'll be tripping over everybody and all the rest of it.
3: I'm sure Mike Thompson was told you're out of your mind. You got an orthopedic surgeon as a host on the radio. Well, obviously it worked because here we are 10 years later. And it also worked with Howard Cosell. Monday night football brought football to prime time like nobody's business. But Rune Arledge saw that that was the secret sauce. Number seven.
4: The Monday night football booth also attracted the in crowd of celebrities and politicians who dropped by for an intimate chat with 40 million viewers.
5: I remember a game in Los Angeles where, believe it or not, we had Ronald Reagan and John Lennon in the, in the booth at halftime at the same time. I mean, now there's a pair. We had Spiro Agnew when he was vice president under Nixon at a a game in Baltimore. In
6: spite of my uh, national connections, Howard, I stick with the Colts.
4: But the show's biggest drawing card became the announcers themselves, the battling trio of Cosell, Meredith, and Gifford. Yeah, exactly
3: right. The game became less important. Everybody wanted to know, what was Howard going to say? What was Frank Gifford going to say? And certainly what was Don Meredith gonna say? The game became secondary. Let's listen to Frank Gifford talking about the genius behind Rune Arledge and why it worked. What was his method and madness? It was in essence to tell stories and to teach his announcers how to be storytellers.
2: Let's go to number 10.
6: Well, in the first couple of years, Rune Arledge was in the truck for every telecast. But I honestly don't remember him once ever saying do this or do that. He produced the first Super Bowl we did. And I can't quite recall the year that was. That was later in, you know, uh, like ten years later before we got the Super Bowl. Uh, in one of the contract negotiations, he negotiated in uh, doing the Super Bowl on every third year.
3: Not once did Mike Thompson or Amanda Brown or anybody at ESPN tell me what I should talk about. Not once. Hands off, Dr. Clapper, we trust you. Here's two hours. Bring the world of sports, of surgery and art as you see fit. And that's why this show has become so popular. Just like what we always did with Howard Cosell and Frank Gifford, number 11.
6: But yeah, he, he's a hands-on producer as he was in the Olympics. Uh, uh, he was just not a not uh, sit behind the desk kind of a boss. He was, and uh, that's how he, Grew up in television, uh, uh, he was very creative, he, he realized perhaps more than anyone, and particularly at that time, how important it was to, for the audience to understand the individual and, and put some heart into the telecast, who who these people really were, what were they thinking when they, and this applied as much to, uh, to the Olympics as it did to pro football.
3: Number 14.
6: He had a feel about what he put on the air, that he was trying to accomplish something. Not, he was trying to get to the soul of it, if you will, what it was really about. Not just the score, games that people play, why do they do it, why do they do it as well as they do it, uh, how can they possibly do that, and the motivation, uh, whether it be physical or, or mental or spiritual, whatever it is. He, and he, he hungered for that sort of knowledge, and he knew that he liked that.
3: But it's not so easy. I'm sure many people listening, many doctors listening, listening to me. Oh, yeah, I could do that. Sure, I'll give you a microphone. Go talk for two hours. It's not so easy. Mike Thompson was right. You need to have a skill for it to make the stories interesting. Let's listen to Frank Gifford finally talking about real, real Knowledge and the fine line of doing it right and doing it wrong. Number 15.
6: He also was aware, too, that too much much information could get blurry-eyed over it. So it's a thin line. You walked. And and I think that thin line on one side for him was, who and what are they about? And why are they able to do this? And that's what he wanted to know after he saw an event. And he preached that in his own way um, to all of his announcers.
3: In the world of art, the Rune Arledge, the Mike Thompson, was Barry Gordy, how he created Motown. Motown. And you're going to have to hear this story of how he coached up Diana Ross of the Supremes. We'll get into that coming up next on the Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN.
1: Emoji Clapman. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Holy
5: slip disc.
1: That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Holy hamstrings. Along with Doc's Clapper Vision.
4: Breathe deeply.
1: And advice to callers.
4: On your toes, Robin.
1: So like, follow, and enjoy.
5: A wise decision.
1: The Weekend Warrior Facebook page.
4: Frankly, I can think
6: of
5: nothing more stimulating.
2: Tudano wishing Dr. Clapper a happy 10th anniversary with us right here on 710 ESPN, the Weekend Warrior Show, celebrating 10 years, bringing his Clapper vision to LA. Happy anniversary, Doc
4: finishing this board it took me about two weeks Mm -hmm. and when I was done with it I just I was in my shaping room all by myself out in my garage and uh, I sat there and looked at this thing and I just I felt honored to be a part of bringing back something that hadn't been you know they don't even let people see these boards they keep them Mm-hmm. tucked away in what they call the stacks in the museum. And it was, uh, I don't know, I would just, you, you know, I, I went in and made me a big rum and coke, went out and just leaned against the wall and looked at the damn thing. And <laughs> it, it just, you know, it just made me feel good and made me feel a, a part of, you know, where the whole thing began back with the ancient Hawaiians. I think it sounds like both, but, it, it, you know, it's true. its uh, mm-hmm. it, it, I've shaped thousands of surfboards, but this one was very, very special to me.
3: You're listening to the great Greg Knoll, probably the greatest surfer since Duke Kahanamoku. The Hawaiians believed Waimea Bay would kill you if you surfed it. And for thousands of years, they stayed away from that wave. But in 1957, the year I was born, the man you just heard speaking was told, you're going to die if you go out there. And he did. And guess what? He lived. Now, Waimea Bay is crowded. (laughs) Greg Knoll broke the ice, literally, and surfed the biggest wave in the world on that fateful day in 1957. What a treat for Steve Palette and I to be able to interview Greg Knoll and so many other people over the years. Otis Williams, Dustin Hoffman, Isaiah Thomas, What a treat it's been to be able to make you see that these folks are artists. Yes, they may be surgeons. Yes, they may be all walks of life. But in the end, what turns good people into great ones is when they become artists. Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, they treat the basketball court like Pablo Picasso painting a canvas, and that's what I try to do each and every Saturday and why the show has become so successful. But today's show is about how it began, and the man who had the vision to see patterns, to see that I was a storyteller. And if you can tell stories in surgery, about surgery, you can tell stories about sports and stories about art. And that's ultimately what makes it compelling. That's what Rune Arledge did, creating Monday Night Football with a lawyer named Howard Cosell. What about in the world of art? Who sees patterns? Who sees the ability to cross over? You'd think just working on the assembly line, building cars in Detroit, that's it. That's all you get to do with your life. Maybe you can become a boxer. Yeah, you can like music. But Barry Gordy could see patterns and asked one simple question. Why not? Why not make the music business like the auto business, like making a car? Listen to this incredible story of Barry Gordy telling it himself. Let's go to number one.
7: It's always surreal, my life is surreal, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fairy tale that happened to have come true. Right. You know, it was a crazy dream, you know, trying to make an artist come in one door and not knowing out another door a brand new star. It's just like the auto factory, I used to see those cars coming in, you know, a bare metal frame and they got a brand new car. So yeah. I said, wait a minute, why can't I do that with music, my music and my, you know, with the people I work with? Number two, Uh, and I had all these crazy ideas. You know, I was a boxer, a songwriter, a shoe shine boy. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, you know, like my father. And um, and then I was boxing, and uh, I realized that that would not work. After I get got hit upside my head a few times, (laughs) I said, "Well, maybe music. I love most boxers love music. People love music Mm -hmm. anyway." And Mm so I uh, (laughs) I uh, just started writing songs.
3: And number three,
7: and what we try to do with all of our shows is we try to encourage young people to think, believe in themselves, you know, and really uh, understand the road that they're on because direction is more important than speed. I would always tell them. So if you're going in the right direction, you can take your time and you'll 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 get there. Hmm.
3: What do they say? Barry Gordy. Preach. Number four.
2: Well, there's only one man on earth that can say that they discovered the Jackson 5, the Temptations, the Supremes, Marvin Gaye, so many more. That man is you. What did you see in all of these people? How did you know that they were meant to be stars?
7: Well, first of all, I didn't know. You know, I, I just went by my intuition and I've always been a risk taker. And if I believe in something, um, you know, I would stick with it until it worked. You know, it's it was like... Um, The Supremes took five years before they got a hit, but we believe they were great.
3: When you have that vision, to you it's less of a risk because you can see the ultimate outcome. That's the similarity between Rune Arledge, Barry Gordy, and Mike Thompson, that they can see the similarity. They see the pattern of what success can be. Now I want you to listen to a story Barry Gordy tells of dealing with Diana Ross of the Supremes. He knows what she needs to do to become a star. And she, what do they say, pushes back. She says, I don't like that song. I don't wanna sing that song. I don't think the audience likes me singing that song. But Barry Gordy says, listen, I know better. Stop fighting with me. And she refuses to sing the song. And he realizes "Then I can't manage this woman and I feel terrible about it because I can see what a waste it will be. But you know what? There's a happy ending because Diana Ross actually, despite not wanting to sing this particular song, listens to him and the rest is history. Listen to Barry Gordy talking about a battle with Diana Ross and how his vision for her takes over. Number five.
7: We had agreed that the first song that they would do would be You're Nobody to Somebody Loves You in order to prepare themselves to come back and do it on national TV. We tried out the You're Nobody to Somebody Loves You in England and we had our first major argument. When we got to Manchester, she had done it once and refused to do it the second time because the audience didn't like it and she didn't like it either. And one thing about Diana, she was always so concerned about her audience.
3: By the way, this is from Oprah Winfrey. Thanks to Oprah for this. Number six.
7: I said, I want you to do this because I want to get you in places like the Copacabana in New York. And they said, they don't want girls, people like us. I said, I know, they want Sammy Davis, you know, there's and so forth. But they can only do standards. You can do standards and R and and other stuff and blues and everything i said so you all are great and i want to expose you to these people and she said no i'm not singing it number seven and i had this whole master plan for when we get back we would just take it and sweep the world but you first we got to get national tv but i could not explain anything to her that made sense to her she refused to do it completely i even told her look You're doing it here for a few hundred people. You're going to do it back home for millions. got to do it. She said, I'm not. Hmm. She fought with
3: him. And he felt so bad because he could see something Diana Ross couldn't see, even in herself. Mike Thompson saw me doing radio. I could not see me doing radio, but he could see it. Number eight. I said, okay.
7: So I walked out, and then my life left. (laughs) My stomach, I mean, because if she didn't do it, I knew I could not manage them again. And my life was over. I heard her singing it in the show. I couldn't believe that it was happening because I was so down.
3: And number nine.
7: And after I realized that she was really doing the song, it was like the happiest day of my life. And I realized how much I really did love this woman. That was it. I mean, you know, that was just it. And uh, when I, told how happy I was. She just said, I did it for you.
3: Isn't that amazing? Diana Ross did it for him. And what did he do for her? He made her a star. He made her like that automobile coming out the other end of the factory. Rune Arledge made Howard Cosell a lawyer into a broadcaster. He made Frank Gifford a football player into, a, into an announcer. And Mike Thompson made me into a radio host. And you know where Clapper Vision came from? Coming up next, I'm going to tell you where it came from. And I'll give you a hint. It came from the producer of the Max and Marcellus show. And I'll tell you how it came about. The number is 877-710-ESPN. Feel free to call in. We can talk injuries. We'll do clap revision. But it will be nice to call in and tell me, to tell me how much this show has meant to you. Steve Paulette and I would really appreciate it. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show. Proudly on 710 ESPN for 10 years.
1: Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly hear Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers, aches, and pain issues.
3: right, I get it.
1: Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila. Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. What do you want when you gotta eat something?
4: It's
7: gotta be sweet. And it's gotta be a lot, and you gotta have it now. What do you want? Lip, smack, and whip, back and patty, whack, and ink, and knack, and and cracker, jack, and Big clap. Candy coated popcorn, peanuts, and a prize. That's what you get in. Big clap.
2: Yo, Dr. Clapper, Scott Kaplan. Mazel tov, my brother. Happy 10th anniversary with us here on 710 ESPN, the Weekend Warrior Show celebrating 10 years, bringing Clapper vision to L.A. Happy, Happy anniversary, anniversary, doctor. doctor.
4: I saw every side of him, and there was a side that never made the headlines, never made the radio shows or television shows, and never got into the personal side of him, but that was by design. He, he liked to be uh, a mystery man. He liked to be that maverick in a very competitive world, And uh, but he did have a, a soft side for those that, that he cared about and those that were loyal to him and, and the Raiders.
3: With future Hall of Fame Raiders coach, Tom Flores, we had on as a guest and tracked him down in Palm Springs. Such respect for you, Tom Flores, and finally, you'll be in the Hall of Fame where you belong all along. You know, I give a lot of credit to a lot of the men in my life that shaped what I've done, and Mike Thompson will be calling in at 8.15, and I talk about Dr. Ranawat, and I talk about a lot of men here today, look, I'm talking about Rune Arledge and Barry Gordy, but you know what? When I ask people what's your favorite story and what this show means to you, everybody always talks about Clapper vision, using the ability to paint pictures with words, complicated injuries to your body and that I can paint these pictures. Well, guess what? The whole idea of Clapper vision so that I could quickly explain things came from a woman it came from amanda brown who's currently the program director of 710 espn and she deserves the credit because she was the producer of the max and marcellus show and she's the one who made time every week for me to call in and she'd assemble four or five injuries in football and she would say okay dr clapper This player, this player, this player on these teams, they've been injured. You're going to come on and you're going to talk about them. And that's how ClapperVision was born. It was due to Amanda Brown. And I always tell her that. She's always deflecting, no, no, no. No, it was her. She's the reason I came up with the ability to quickly describe an injury. And it's just been a joy to be working with her all these 10 years on the Weekend Warriors show. Let's hear from you. Let's go to Brandon. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help?
2: Hi, hi, Dr. Clapper. Uh, Thanks. First, man. I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for helping so many other people and inspiring them to help others and the the Cla- Clapper Vision. And apparently, I also want to thank Mike Mike Thompson and Amanda Brown for Clapper Vision. Um, <laughs> and i just uh thank you you know thank you for shining a spotlight on so many great other great people and their contributions and making such great analogies and metaphors um thank you you know
3: thank you brandon
2: you're the reason i get up
3: every saturday morning in the operating room yesterday (laughs) for so many big surgeries but to get up this morning i couldn't sleep last night because i get it so excited friday night because i can't wait to spend these two hours with the audience. And again, it makes me think of the power the radio had on my father and to just be a, bit, a little bit part of people's lives and show that the world, yeah, you don't need me to show you how tough and cruel the world can be, but to highlight the beauty. Every day you wanna meet an angel who puts their arm around you. Well, you ain't gonna meet an angel every day, but you will if you're the angel, if you're the one who finds a total stranger it does something nice for them, then you become the angel. And I don't care what walk of life you're in, you can be the angel. And I really appreciate Brandon. Thanks so much, and thanks for your kind email. You keep listening to the show. If I can do it, Brandon, you can do it, just like everybody else. All right? Thanks so much for calling. Steve, let's take a call. Lily, is that her name? Lillian, guess what? I got to talk to you, Lillian, because that's... That's my mother's name. So now I'm I'm felling right now talking to someone named Lillian. So whatever I can do to help you, Lillian, thanks so much for calling. I appreciate it. How can I help you?
8: Hi, Dr. Clapper, congratulations on 10 years.
3: Thank you, thank you. How and young are you I'm, and what I'm do you do ask- for a living, Lillian?
8: I am a special education teacher. I've been teaching oh, for bless you. LA Unified uh, since 97.
3: Well, you don't have to find a total stranger and do something nice for them because you do that every single day you wake up. So it's truly my pleasure to be able to help mm-hmm. you. How young are you, Lillian?
8: I am 52 years young.
3: Okay. And Love it. All right. I, What's up? How can I help? What you do to yourself?
8: Well, I have something going on with my right shoulder and um, it's okay. a lot of pain and achiness. I just had so an MRI. So here's the key left. question
3: I want to ask you. Are you a writing? or are you a lefty?
8: I'm a righty.
3: Which shoulder is it?
8: It's my right shoulder.
3: Okay. now we're going to learn a little bit about this. When did it start? Was it a traumatic event, or it kind of gradually came on?
8: It kind of gradually came on. It started about two years ago.
3: Two years ago. The pain itself, does it surround The top of your shoulder, does it radiate into your arm? And here's the key question, Lillian. Does any of the pain radiate below the elbow into your forearm, wrist, and hand, or does this pain stay up by the shoulder into the mid portion of your arm?
8: It stays up by the shoulder into the portion of my arm where my arm connects with my torso.
3: Okay. So you are now dealing not with a neck issue, but you're dealing with pathology that most likely is coming out of your shoulder, which most likely is a bursitis, a tendonitis, relatable to your rotator cuff itself. So number one, Lillian, do not let any doctors put a cortisone shot in your shoulder. I don't want a stem cell shot in your shoulder. I don't want PRP in your shoulder. No needles into your shoulder. Two years of pain radiating into the upper arm, your next chest move is information. It's called due diligence in the legal world. You and I need a diagnosis. It starts with a physical exam. You then need a plain x-ray and you ultimately will need an MRI. You don't need a painful injection of dye into your shoulder. A regular MRI will be sufficient. I'm a surgeon I do hundreds of surgeries every year for 32 years at Cedar sinai proudly at Cedar sinai But you and I are not gonna talk about an operation. Hello, how are you? Let's go to the operating room. No, okay. first we're gonna make a diagnosis. Then I'm gonna send you for some physical therapy. And if God forbid, the physical therapy does not alleviate your pain, strengthening the other muscles that surround the shoulder then we can talk about what I can do surgically, minimally invasively, without cutting muscle. It's a beautiful new world in the world of surgery to be able to help people. But we're not going there so fast. So do you have an MRI? Has anyone done any workup of your shoulder?
8: I had an MRI done a week ago, Friday. They don't have the images back. My doctor. So here's what we're going to do with back. you.
3: You're a special ed teacher in my heart. Yeah. You're at the top of the list, Lillian. Plus, I'm just going to say your name a lot because it reminds me of my mother. (laughs) So you and I are going to have a deal. You're going to get the MRI report in front of you this week. And you're going to have to be a New Yorker, which means you may have to be a little bit tough. Know what I mean? You sound already like too sweet of a lady. You're going to need to be a New Yorker a little bit this week. Make them get you the report. And then next week, Steve Paulette is right here with me. At 7.30, you're gonna call in and you're gonna be the first one in the clinic for me to do some clap revision. And I will break down what's going on in your shoulder and make it make sense and explain it to you so you understand of what your next step will be with your shoulder, how's that?
8: That sounds fantastic. I wanted to thank you, Dr. Slapper. I love your story about the couple who came from somewhere near Bakersfield, and the wife said that she wasn't feeling well, but it was really her husband that she was concerned about. I love that story. Um, My husband and I used to go down from San Fernando Valley to Long Beach for marriage counseling, Mm -hmm. and we would listen to you because we would go at 930 on Saturdays. (laughs) I just wanted to thank you. Um, Oh, you're making my day. I love the work that you do and keep
3: on keeping on. Thank you, Lillian. I can't wait to be
8: able to help you. Next
3: week, we make a date. You and I will be together on the radio and you will benefit total strangers who listen to the show as I explain to you what's going on and what to do. They will benefit it as well. So, thanks so much for being a loyal listener and I look forward to talking to you next week. Okay, Warriors, we'll take a break, we'll pay some bills. The lines are all lit up. It's a special 10th anniversary show. You've heard from Tom Flores, coach of the Raiders, an interview we did. You heard from Greg Knoll, the greatest big wave surf rider in the history of surfing. So many more people to get to. And don't forget you, the phone calls from the Weekend Warrior Nation, 877-710-ESPN. And I got to tell you a crazy story from this week involving a sandwich From Jersey Mike's that blew up in my car. I'll explain. Coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710
8: ESPN.
1: Martin. Just what are you getting at? Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Like this. Medical advice from Cedar Sinai, head of orthopedic surgery. Are you kidding? With a far rockaway attitude and a little drizzle of mozzarella. Well, it's important to me. Search Weekend Warrior in the space bar. Like this. And click on Doc's picture. I see. Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Thank
6: Dr. clapper, And I'm proud. I'm part of an original crowd. In days, it seems to be a Dr. Flapper she's
2: a Flapper, we're a you like to be a I'm a he's a she's a if you drink Dr. for
6: you're a, a to be a Flapper, drink Dr. Flapper, be a
1: Flapper, drink.
2: Hey, it's John Ireland wishing Dr. Clapper a very happy 10th anniversary with us on 710 ESPN, the Weekend Warrior Show, celebrating 10 years, bringing his Clapper vision to L.A. Happy anniversary, Doc. He signs every
5: single autograph. Wow.
2: Bob, I'm I'm not kidding. He stayed there the whole time. And when it finally finished...
5: I went up to him and I said, "Champ, you know you're you know you're you're going through what you're going through. Why why would you put yourself through that?" And he could hardly make words. You know, he was whispering. He whispers. He he bends down to me and he goes, "I'm just trying to get into heaven."
3: Oh my God!
5: And, and I swear I can't forget that. You know? Yeah. And, and it says about that guy was so inspirational, It was unbelievable. I was inspired by his boxing, or by his or war, or by the way he by the way he handled everything. But when you got to know him like that, that's when he really was inspirational. That's
3: the great Tony Danza, a frequent guest on the show, a good friend, a patient. What a pleasure to be able to take care of the great Tony Danza. That's fantastic. You know, before I go any further, and it's such a joy to be here again for 10 years, but I wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for my wife. She's the one that allows me to drive her crazy, that I get to wake up Saturday morning yelling and screaming, now in the house because of COVID but to be able to get up so early in the morning to drive to the studio all these 10 years. So thank you to my wife, Ellen, for letting me be the rabbi for the congregation that is weekend warrior every Saturday morning. What a pleasure. All right, Steve Paulette. the lines are all lit up, but we have a special caller, line eight. Who might that be? He won't even tell me who it is. <laughs> Good morning.
2: Hi, uh, yeah, my name is
1: Jared Abrams. I've never heard this show before, boy,
0: <laughs> this is an incredible show. I, uh, I'm, I'm locked in. Jared Abrams, <laughs> listen,
3: the official producer of the Weekend Warriors show, so many of our guests come from Jared Abrams and his hustle, and he does not give up. For sure, when those guests call, they're not going to be responding. But Jared Abrams knows how to get to them. You're the best in the business, Jared Abrams. And thanks so much for all that you do for all of us.
1: No, you are the best in the business. I just wanted to say congratulations on 10 years, 10 more Thank coming you. because. Thank you. Listen, Thank everyone you. out there, if you, whenever you're tired, whenever you're <laughs> run down, feel like you can't do it, just ask, what would Dr. Clapper do? Because I've never met a person on earth who has more energy than this man. <laughs> <laughs> well he's you know me better than most surgery people day. he's not only in surgery all day. you know tomorrow's is his day off what do you think he's going to do he's going to wake up at the sunrise and go surf because he doesn't <laughs> stop so that's wow. how you get to where he is my anyway,
3: mother used to say you'll sleep when you die Jared so I, I got okay. that waiting for me <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. alright well congratulations
3: so much, we'll speak soon alright young man thanks so much the great Jared Abram alright Steve Platt who you got next Let's go to line three. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hey, Dr. Cla- Dr. Clapper, how you doing? This is Marty from Sacramento. Marty, thanks so much. Calling all the way
0: from Sacramento. Wow. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I'm m- I, I show? moved up here from Riverside seven years ago, and unlike Toluca Lake, Riverside is next to a river, next to the Santa Ana River. <laughs> so I well, started listening you, to you, Doc. I started listening to you, Doc, in uh, probably June of 2011 is when I discovered you and the coach. And Mm -hmm. I don't think I've missed more than a handful of shows in all those years. But I got to tell you, my my favorite story I tell my friends is when you had to take that chemistry class at Columbia. (laughs) You sat in that entire class for the whole semester, not as an enrolled student. And at the end of the class, you bought the textbook from the smartest guy in the class and then ace the class.
3: <laughs> you know, his name, he's a year older than me, and he passed away from a bad heart, believe it or not. His name was Johnny Aronoff, and to this day, in my office, I got all the diplomas, all the awards I've won, all the patents, all the great gifts that I've been given over the years, but what's in my bookshelf is that very book that you're talking about that I got from Johnny Aronoff because I would read that book and see all the penciling he put in the margins. Because when I'm listening to the same damn lecture, he's hearing something different than what I'm hearing because when you're that gifted and that bright, you see the world differently and you hear the world differently. And that's what's fun about being around people that are that smart. You wanna be a good tennis player? You better not play tennis with people that you're better than. You don't get to be a better tennis player. You know how you become a better tennis player? You play tennis against people who are better than you. LeBron James cannot wait to play basketball against Brooklyn because he's playing against the best players in the league. He wants to play against Kevin Durant because it makes him better. That's what you got to do, whether you're an electrician, an IT tech. I don't care what you do for a living. Challenge yourself because you will then see the world through the eyes of someone who's a little smarter, who's a little bit more gifted than you. And all of a sudden, your eyes will be opened up to something that you never saw existed. It's the mystery and the secrets of life that we all gravitate to. Marty from Sacramento,
0: thank you so much for the kind doc, words. Doc, doc can I say one more listening. quick thing? Can I say one yes, more sir. quick thing? Yes, I gotta go tease to give you I've got to tease you a little bit. I think I won that Laker game contest. I'm still waiting to go to that Laker game with you. <laughs> you got that right. But you know what?
3: For me, it's still such a warm place in my heart for Kobe Bryant. That's why Steve oh, Pellett yeah. keeps playing the promo. And I love the Lakers, and I always will. But right now, I'm not so sure I, I have them. And you can't go anyway. There's no fans in the stadium. But you know what? I know. We'll somehow make it up to you some way. We'll get you a T-shirt or something like that. I think I'm going to do some new Clap Revision T-shirts with the guys at Val Surf. So I got to – Steve Paulette, we owe this guy a, a T-shirt, a Clap Revision T-shirt. When, when Val Surf makes them again. Marty, thanks so much, you really made my day, and you're the reason I get up every Saturday to do this show, really appreciate love it. Love you, Doc, love you, Doc, okay. 10 more years. Me too, all right, God bless you, God bless you. All right, let's see, line, okay, let's go to Robin, line four, you're on with Dr. Clapper, how can I help?
2: Good morning, Dr. Clapper, how are you doing?
3: Good morning, I'm having one of the greatest days of my life right now, thank you for participating.
2: No, I, I, it's a pleasure to be on. Uh, first time I've called. I actually called last week, and you didn't quite get to me. So we're getting to me this morning. I, I'm really, uh, it's really a pleasure to be on with you. Thank you. How young are you and what do you do for a living? I'm 41 and I'm a police officer.
3: Ah, thank you for all that you do. You also don't have to find a total stranger and do something nice to them. You walk the walk, you talk the talk, and it's an honor and a pleasure to be able to take care of you. Thank you for what you do. What hurts? What did you do to yourself?
2: So I've been on the job uh, 19 years now. I'm dealing with a uh, a wrist injury. I've been dealing with it for uh, about 14 months now. So uh, first set of tests. Tell me a little uh, bit about the wrist.
3: Are you a righty or are you a lefty?
2: I'm a righty, sir.
3: Which wrist is it?
4: It, Excuse me?
3: Is Is it your right wrist, your dominant wrist? Yes. Are you there? Uh, is, is, is it your right wrist? Okay. So let's take your hand right now. Palms up. Show me, map the area. We got your thumb. We've got your, your pinky, your little finger, palms up. Where in your wrist is the pain?
2: Well, I can, I can pinpoint it even more for you, Doc, because I uh, do have the MRI, MRI results and uh, scans of that nature. All right. kind of so have a diagnosis read me,
3: already. Read me slowly the impression. Read me slowly the impression and I'll interrupt you with clap revision. So go ahead. Yeah, I got a tear of the uh,
2: lunate ligament. Oh, okay. Great. And Uh, then uh, uh, diagnosed with a uh, slack wrist deformity. Yes. Okay. And I've been given some surgical options. I'm trying to see which one might be best, what the prognosis are, especially given that this is my dominant hand, uh, gun hand. Okay. So I'm going to help help you out right
3: now. First, I'm going to give you a clap revision. You know what a clap revision is?
2: Yes, sir. Okay.
3: So the bones that are between your forearm and your hand, affectionately known as your wrist, is, and even though we think of it as a hinge, it's nothing remotely like a hinge. It's actually eight separate bones. And the skateboard and the lunate are two of those eight bones. The eight bones... My favorite Clapper vision is to take a pearl necklace that has eight beads. How do you attach that beautiful pearl necklace of eight eight beads, eight pearls? Well, you have a string, right? They drill a hole in the pearl and with a needle, they put the the thread, the string through the, the pearl, tie a knot, and then they go do it again. And that's what strings the pearls together um, in that beautiful distance, what makes the pearl necklace look so gorgeous is that the knot is exactly the same between each of the pearls. So there is a symmetry, uh, an equality distance between the pearls and the necklace. Yeah, sure. when you t- When you take an x-ray, forget about an MRI, but when you take an x-ray of someone's wrist, guess what we see? On the x-ray, we see the eight bones of the wrist, like the eight pearls of a necklace, beautifully separated by that knot of the same size. There's an equal distance between each of the pearls in the necklace. Your wrist is the exact same thing. The many ligaments that connect the eight bones is exactly like the ligaments are like the strings of the pearl necklace and the knots being exactly the same size, so the distance is the same. If I take an x-ray of your wrist, guess what I'm going to see? I'm going to see a gap. Remember Leon Spinks, the boxer? Remember Terry Thomas, the actor? Michael Strahan right now, when you see him smile, what do you see? You see a gap between his front two teeth. We used to call it a Terry Thomas sign, now we can call it a Michael Strahan sign on an x-ray. But that means there's a disruption of that ligament between the scaphoid and lunate bone. And it leads to arthritis. It leads to a deformity, a slack deformity that you're already experiencing. You need to either fix the ligament or you actually need to fuse the two bones together. And the only people who's allowed to do that to you, is not a general orthopedic surgeon. It's gotta be someone who doesn't do knees, doesn't do hips, doesn't do shoulders, doesn't do ankles. I'm all over the body. Neck pain, back pain, and even wrist and hand pain. But I'm not doing hand surgery. When I first started, I actually used to. But you gotta go to someone who just does hand surgery. And at Cedars-Sinai, we have the best in the business. I'm gonna give you a couple of names. Both have been guests on this show over the years. One is David Colber, K U L B E R, and the other is Eugene Tsai, T S A I. You call their office on Monday. You tell them Dr. Clapper already gave you an opinion. Please, you go get to see one of those two guys. Then I'll feel that you, taking care of us as a policeman, are in the right hands. No pun intended. All right? Will you do that? Yes,
2: Dr. Clapper, I will.
3: I,
0: right. I, I the
2: other question to follow up that because you're the reconstruction surgery and then the four corner fusion was the other one that was exactly that's what you're in
8: for.
3: What does the recovery and, and
2: look like on those?
3: It depends on what you're going to be up for. It depends whether you're having the ligament fixed, which they can do with the arthroscope. Is the world is a beautiful place now in orthopedic surgery, the, different than it was even five years ago. You'll go see David Culber. He'll give you good advice and he'll tell you what your future will be. And thanks so much calling. You're in good hands with those two guys. All right, Weekend Warriors the clinic. It's just so much fun and the clap revision. I love that particular clap revision. Coming up next I'm going to tell some stories some stories about how I got started 10 years ago on the radio and who it reminds me of. Rune Arledge taking Howard Cosell, a lawyer and putting him in the booth for Monday Night Football or Barry Gordy working in General Motors on the assembly line, making Motown records, trying to copy how you make a car with how you make a singer. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN.
1: Right, King James? Absolutely. And good to be courtly friends on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. I love it. Man. Be treated like medical royalty with clapper vision. Feast like a monarch on Doc's delectable finds. There we go. And that far rockaway jester humor. <laughs> Search Weekend Warrior and click on Doc's regal picture. Cool. <laughs> Sound the trumpets. No cortisone, alchemy, or leeches here. Everything's good. Bow, curtsy, like or follow the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Facebook page.
3: That makes me happy.
1: Cheers.